0: And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Well, we're so excited today
1: to have Bethany Moore back home from Istanbul, Turkey. Everybody say, good morning, Bethany. She's a child of this church and so good to see Penny. Good to see your brother here today and all the rest of you. And we've invited Bethany just to share just a bit before we break forth the word today.
2: Thank you, Pastor. It's such a blessing to be here. You all are such a huge part of making it possible for me to serve in Tajikistan, excuse me, Turkey. (laughs) Tajikistan is still in my heart. As many of you know, I was serving in Tajikistan, and I was asked to move to Turkey to oversee the education of all of our missionary kids throughout Central Eurasia. That's about 10 countries. And we have families in about four or five of those. And uh, this is a Muslim part of the world, Central Eurasia. And I just want to ask you to continue to pray for God to open wide the harvest in this area of the world. We have seen people come to the Lord in rural and urban places as we watch these kiddos get baptized. It was so beautiful. You know, I work directly with our MK's, but I'm also a part of our church planning team, um, our training team there in Istanbul. And you know, when we baptize people, it's usually in a bathtub or maybe by the beach. Um, Our MK's every summer, we get together um, our whole area and we have a conference and it's usually in a pool and in the hotel. And so it doesn't matter where you are, right? It doesn't matter where you're from, the Lord wants to see every single creation of his. Every single person has value and worth because he's created them. And, and you guys have made it possible for me to serve our missionary kids and to um, be a part of this church planning team, going out and sharing with Muslim women uh, right there in Turkey. And, you know, we're about to open up uh, two more training teams in Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan. And I want to ask you to pray for the startups of that in 2019 and, and 2020. And we're believing for more more workers. And I want to ask you to pray for one thing in specific. Um, We need more teachers on the field. And what does that look like? It's not necessarily in a school setting, and it's not necessarily a trainee, uh, excuse me, a trained teacher, but we need um, folks who love kids and want to see our MKs grow on the field, especially in that first one to two years when mom and dad are diving into language. And some of our kiddos are homeschooling, and we just need someone to guide them, to be their teacher alongside them so that mom and dad can be fully engaged in in language and culture study and learning how to share the gospel with the Muslims around them. So um, Evangel family, thank you. Pastor Terrell, thank you um, for all of your investment in so many missionaries' lives, not just in Turkey, not just in my part of the world, but so many places because, you know, I can't wait for that day when we see every tribe, tongue, and nation worshiping together. It won't just be us, right? It will be all nations, all tribes. So thank you, Pastor Terrell. Thank you, Evangel.
1: (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Bethany. We're just so glad you're here. We're we're (laughs) proud of you, girl. And she... She's gonna be ordained on Monday, it's Tuesday, special ordination service by the West Florida District of the Assemblies of God. We're really excited for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Take your Bibles, please, and turn to Mark chapter five. Mark, the fifth chapter. I want to talk to you today about miracles. Everybody say he said miracles? And I looked out just a minute ago, and I know Bethany was, was, uh, was, was sharing, and she looked back at me, and I know you saw me writing some down. It's because I just saw Sam and Annette Lindsay here this morning, and Daryl and Kim Williams are here this morning, and Robert and Michelle George. We're just, these are, these are good friends of Evangel. Good to see you guys. Glad to have you today. Come on, make them feel welcome. Just glad all of you are here today. They had a, a grandson and a nephew that was baptized this morning. Mark chapter 5, verse 21, Mark chapter 5, verse 21 says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude, everybody say great multitude. Amen. A great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. He says, Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus was like a a modern-day pastor of a local congregation. He was the pastor of the local synagogue where Jesus is. And the Bible says specifically that Jairus came and fell at his feet. Over in Matthew chapter 19, verse 18, we have the same story. And Matthew says that Jairus literally not just fell at his feet, but it says that Jairus worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is important, dear ones, because there's a principle here, and we become like that which we worship. We become. I mean, it won't be long until Dope Campbell Stadium is filled with worshipers. Now, I'm a, I'm a Seminole fan. I, I, I pray for them to win. That's the truth. Whoa, 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 whoa. But. Now, I used to be a season ticket holder, but I decided I'm just not going no, really, they started, having, they started winning so good under Jimbo that their games were Saturday night, and a preacher doesn't have any business being at a football game on a Saturday night. Somebody say amen. amen. No, I better be on my face on Saturday night. If you ask me to come over to your house on a Saturday night, I probably won't come because I need to be with the Lord. And I want them to win. But for some people, they're worshiping sports and entertainment today. And, and when they, last season, made for a bad year, okay? For some people. Maybe I'll try this group over here. Last season made for a bad year for, for a lot of people, didn't it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dear ones, I'm a fan, but I don't worship football. I worship the Lord Jesus Christ because we become like that which we worship. Think about the things that people in our culture worship today. Some people worship money and possessions and material goods. You know, they just want more money Well, there's nothing wrong with money. Money is not evil. It's the love of money that is evil. Paul said that the love of money is the root of all evil. And some people actually pierced themselves through with many sorrows because of that love. And here's the deal. Greed is never, ever satisfied. If you make $100 you want $200. If you make 1000 you want 2000 If you make a million you want $2, you, 000, 000, you, want $2 000, 000. you know, the, the, the story is told, I don't know if this is true or not, but the story is told about Henry Ford who had made millions of dollars producing the Model A and the Model T and the first assembly line to produce cars. Henry Ford had made millions and millions of dollars and it said that on his deathbed somebody asked him said Henry how much more money do you want to make he said just one more dollar because greed is never satisfied what else do people in our culture in our society worship some people worship human sexuality some people have a polluted brain between the ears. All they've got a pornographic mind. And nothing seems to be of value to them except Sexuality, And so they're on the internet and they're visiting pornographic websites and they're, they're, they're looking for that rush that comes. Some people, you know, it's kind of like being a- a- addicted to something. Many times when people start feeling down, they said, I need that rush. I need an- a-, a shot of adrenaline. And so they'll go to whatever it is that they're addicted to. And for some people, they're addicted to pornography. Here's the problem. If you worship pornography, it's going to fill you with lust and you'll be filled with lust. And here's the thing about lust. Lust is never satisfied. God's the one who gave us sexual desire. God's the one that gave you biological urges. But God also is the one who says the only context in which love can be thrilling and fulfilling and ultimately healing for your soul is the context of marriage between a man and a woman. Sin will take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. Some people worship worry. Oh, they don't want to. They don't mean to. Some people worship fear. Again, it's, it's not by their design. It's just just kind of the way they've been most of their life. Some people are worry warts. If some people don't have something to worry about, they'll make up something to worry about. And in this day of, 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 of digital media where you've got news sources coming to you from every side, you can find a whole lot of things to worry about if you want to worry. But Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow, for sufficient unto the day is its own evil. In other words, hey, don't be thinking about how things can go wrong. Dear ones, worry, worry is... is Projecting a future for you that's absent of God. Worry is thinking about the future. And you say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get old. and I'm not going to have enough money. I'm going to be old and I'm going to be by myself. I'm, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get this bad thing's going to happen. That bad thing's going to happen. Oh, the social security system's going to go under. Oh, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Dear ones, as long as you want to have those thoughts, you can have them. But I'm telling you, you can also think thoughts about your future and you can put Jesus Christ right smack dab in the middle of your future because he's a way maker. He'll make a way where there doesn't seem to be any way. And your flesh, and your devil, and the devil will say, see there, you're not going to be able to make it. But you can say, well, maybe I can't, but the Christ in me is greater, and the Christ in me has given me his grace, and I put my faith in his grace today, and he's going to make a way for me where there doesn't appear to be in a way. I don't know about Social Security, but I do know who is my ultimate security, and his name is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, this man bows down. He fell at his feet and he worships Jesus and he begs him earnestly. Look at verse 23, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. I love his faith evidenced in his words he didn't say come lay your hands on her and maybe something will happen he didn't say come and lay your hands on her and maybe she just might be healed he said Jesus come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live dear ones let me share with you a principle if you're going to see miracles in your life if you're going to walk in faith you've got to see it before you see it You've got to see that miracle through the eyes of faith. You've got to see that miracle through in your heart before you're going to see it with your natural eyes. So verse 24, Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. A great multitude followed him, thronged him, Pulling at his person is the way one translation says. The Amplified Bible says, pressing him from all sides so almost to suffocate him, okay? Jesus is saying, I'm going, but there's this great multitude following him. There's his 12 disciples, and then there's just dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of other people pulling at him. Verse 25, now a certain woman, say certain woman. You can do better than that. Say it again. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. What does that mean? She had a female problem. It's like she was on her menstrual cycle perpetually, 24-7, every week, every month every year for 12 long years dear ones sickness and disease will sap your strength it'll depress your emotions it'll try to quench the fire of god inside you this little lady was sick flow of blood for 12 years you know what that made her according to the law of moses that made her ceremonially unclean She was just, she was in the same category as a leper. According to the law of Moses, everywhere she went, she had to cry out, unclean, unclean. And people had to keep four or five or six feet at least away from her. Can you imagine? She gets in her car and goes to Publix. She grabs a a grocery basket and she walks in. But as soon as she walks in, she has to announce, unclean, unclean. And man, people begin scrambling, man. They're getting away from her. She gets her groceries. She hands the money to the, or maybe she probably used a a credit card of some kind, and so the cashier didn't have to touch it. But the cashier's nervous, not wanting to get close to her because she's ceremonially unclean, and they don't want to become unclean. They don't want to get to the place where they can't go into the temple without being purified. It's the start of school, and so this young lady she takes her kids to school. Maybe she was a single mama. She takes her kids to school for a parent-teacher conference. And the teacher says, I see you. You stay on that side of the room. I'm going to be right here by my desk. And there's 30 feet between them. And they're kind of yelling each other. What's the name of your kid? Johnny. Oh, okay, yeah, I've got little Johnny. Oh, and, you get, and Sarah is your daughter. Okay, yeah, I see that they're here. Yeah, they'll be fine. Go ahead and leave that's what her life was like she had this issue of blood she had suffered many things from many physicians everybody say suffer that word suffer comes from the greek word patho in fact we've got a word in english that comes from that we have we there's a certain study in medicine called pathology a pathologist is a, is a medical doctor that studies human tissue to try to figure out what, what diseases might be at work inside someone. Well, she was suffering many things from many physicians. Thank God for wonderful, spirit-filled physicians. Thank God for good doctors. we got several in our congregation. But this lady didn't have good doctors. She had suffered many things. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She spent all that she had. She's now poor. She's destitute. She's a pauper. She can't afford to buy new clothes for her kids to go back to school. She can't afford to buy the supplies that they need. She can't afford to buy new shoes. She has to sign them up for the school lunch program. She's in a tough spot, but when she heard about Jesus, everybody say heard. Heard. When she heard about Jesus, I'm so glad that somebody told me about Jesus. I'm so glad that somebody told my mom and daddy about Jesus, that he saves our souls, that he forgives us of our sins, that he shed his blood on Calvary for you and for me, that he's resurrected on the third day, that he's coming back again. I'm so glad somebody told my grandmama and granddaddy about Jesus. I'm so glad somebody told my aunt and uncle about Jesus. I'm so glad somebody told you about Jesus. Rosa, it's good to see you here this morning, all the way from from Fort Walton, is that right? Panama City. I'm so glad somebody told you about Jesus. Where would we be without the Lord Jesus Christ? You remember the story about Edward Kimball? Edward Kimball was a Sunday school teacher. He taught young boys, and Edward Kimball would take a day a week and fast and pray because he didn't want any of the young boys in his Sunday school class to miss making heaven their home. And I'm just thinking that Sam Lindsay, right back, Sam, again, just wave your hand. Sam Lindsay used to be my Sunday school teacher when I was a little boy. And Sam Lindsay, I remember one time we had a contest to ask who could find out who could read the most chapters out of the Bible in a week. And I found out that Psalms 117 was the shortest book in the Bible. It's two verses. I read Psalms 117 342 times. <laughs> and I won the contest. And I got the model playing. Not only that, I remember Brother Sam used to bring silver dollars. And and he would give out sil- silver dollars to the boys in his Classroom. I don't know about those other boys, but it worked with me, Brother Sam. It it, it worked with me. Well, Edward Kimball was praying and fasting, and he had a a boy in his class who was hard headed and who was a difficult kind of kid. His last name was Moody. And Kimball spent some extra time with Moody, and he prayed with Dwight L. Moody to come to faith. In Jesus Christ, And Dwight L. Moody became a preacher and he became an evangelist. Dwight L. Moody started off, he didn't think he could minister to adults. For 10 years, he ministered to kids, to street kids. He would just go out on the streets and he'd take candy and food and other things that appealed to the street kids and he would get a crowd and he'd start talking to them about Jesus. He did that for 10 years and then the Civil War came about and he found himself on the battlefields praying with young men just before they died from their injuries. He prayed with thousands of thousands. He returned to Chicago after the war was over and he started a church. And today the great Moody Church is at the corner of LaSalle Avenue in downtown Chicago. I've been there many times. Well, D.L. Moody because of a Sunday school teacher named Kimball started preaching this gospel. (laughs) It wasn't long after that that D.L. Moody was preaching in New England, in Massachusetts, and a man named F.B. Meyer heard him preach. And F.B. Meyer was a pastor, but F.B. Meyer said the Holy Spirit was dealing with his heart about becoming an evangelist. And F.B. Meyer he began traveling and preaching the gospel. And there was a a young man that heard F.B. Meyer preach and his name was Wilbur Chapman. And Wilbur Chapman gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Wilbur Chapman became an evangelist. And he was preaching and one day a former baseball player professional baseball player who had become an alcoholic named Billy Sunday heard Wilbur Chapman preaching. And Wilbur Chapman preached about the Christ who not only saves us but delivers us. And Billy Sunday got saved and he got delivered from the power of alcohol. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. And Billy Sunday became an evangelist and he was preaching. And there's a young man named Mordecai Ham who heard him preach and Mordecai Ham gave his heart to Jesus and Mordecai Ham said, yes, I'll be an evangelist. And Mordecai Ham was invited to go down around Charlotte, North Carolina, really out on a farm. And they pitched a tent out, and they had music going. And there were two teenagers in 1934 who said, maybe that's a circus, let's go see. And they got into the tent, underneath the tent, and they discovered it was a church service. And they said, this is not where we want to be. However, there was an usher. A very kind usher who came and said, young man, I'm so glad you're here. We've got some reserved seats just for you. Now, that they really didn't have them reserved for them. But the usher was thinking fast on his feet. And he saw the boys are getting ready to leave. He says, these seats are especially for you. And he sat them down. And as Mordecai Ham talked about the risen, resurrected King of glory, our Lord Jesus Christ, Billy Graham came and walked down that sawdust trail, and he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. Billy C- Graham became the most well-known evangelist of our day. He preached over 2.2 million people face to face, not counting the hundreds of millions and maybe billions of people that he spoke to over television and radio and the printed page. But the story doesn't end there. Billy Graham had a little boy named Franklin. Franklin was rebellious. He did not like being the son of a famous evangelist. He said everybody expected him to be perfect. He couldn't live up to it. But at some point in time, Franklin Graham said, yes, I want Jesus Christ to be my Lord and to be my master. And Franklin Graham became a, an evangelist and he's now the president of the Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And he travels the world calling America, specifically, back to righteousness. In fact, he came to our state capitol just two years ago or so. How many of you were, were there? You actually saw Franklin Graham. I did too. Man, he's a great preacher. But the story doesn't end there because he's got a son named Will Graham and Will Graham is preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and Will Graham's got other cousins who are the grandchildren of Billy Graham and they too are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear ones, I'm telling you, there are seven lines of separation between you and every other person on this planet. And people need to hear that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And the Jesus who did miracles in the first century does miracles today. The Jesus that healed in the first century he heals today. The Jesus that saved in the first century he saves today. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, somebody told this woman, who was it? Was it her neighbor? Was it her sister? Was it her, her friends down at the welfare office? Somebody told her about Jesus. Folks, there are people all over Tallahassee that need to hear what you have to say about the risen King of glory. There are people all over Leon County. There are people all over Wakulla County up in Georgia, come on, Jefferson County, Gadsden County, all over the place, who need to hear that there is a Savior and his name is Jesus? You say, yes, but I, 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 might, I might not know the right words to say. Let me tell you what you do have to say that you have, and nobody can take it from you. You can share your experience. I put my faith and the shed blood of Christ as the full payment for my sins. I trusted the shed blood of Christ. I don't know how it happened, but Jesus Christ came to live inside me. And I asked him to fill me with his Holy Spirit. And he's filled me to overflowing. And he lives in me. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And you say, well, yeah, but people, people might find fault with what I've got to say you to hear this you may want to write it down a person with an argument is never at the mercy of a person with an experience come on now a person with an argument is never at the mercy of a person with an experience hallelujah somebody told this little lady about jesus when she heard about jesus She came behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd. Now, who was the one person in this story who had no business being close to a crowd of people? Who was it? The little lady because she had an issue of blood. She didn't have any business going through a crowd. But dear one, she made up her mind, I'm going to press through. I'm going to press through my own fears. I'm going to press through rejection. I'm going to press through the words of other people. I'm going to press through my, my, everything going on inside me. I'm going to press through. I know I'm violating the law of Moses, but I'm going to get to Jesus. He was surrounded. Let, let, let's, let's illustrate this this morning. Who, who will be Jesus for me? This is a good role to play if you don't know that. Come on, who will be Jesus this morning? Okay, come on, Jack, come on. Come on quick, come on quick. Come on down. I need 12 disciples. I need 12 disciples. Here's, here's a disciple. Here's a second disciple. Here's a I got a third disciple coming? Okay, good. I couldn't tell if there's a bathroom runner. You're coming this way. Okay, fourth disciple. Come on. I need some more disciples. Come on. I have decided to follow Jesus. Sixth disciple. Seventh disciple. Come on. I need some more disciples. Eighth disciple. Ninth disciple. Come on. I need some more disciples. Tenth disciples. And 11th disciple. Little disciple. Twelve disciple. Okay. All right. Come here, Jesus. You're right here, Jesus. Okay, disciples, let's, let's, some of you come over on this side. Now I need a mob. Let, let, let's, let's just say 20 more people. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Don't wait for somebody else. Come quick. Come quick right now. Come on. Come on. He was surrounded. He was surrounded. Come on. Come on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you can move this okay, okay, Jesus, you're right here okay. we're glad you you're we're glad you're here, okay, disciples, get around him, come on, get around him, get around him, mob, get around him, come on okay what does the scripture say? Let's look at this it says, huh. So Jesus went with him. This is verse 24. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. They're pulling at his person. Come on. You're, pull, you're trying to get oh man. Jesus is here. Come on. Come on. They're pulling at his person. The Amplified Bible says they're pressing him from all sides almost to suffocate him. But now let him breathe, guys. Let him breathe. Who's gonna be that woman with the issue of blood? Oh, okay, all right. right. I'm glad you just had the, Here's the one qualification. You have to wear pants for this, okay? Okay, all right, woman with issue of blood. There's this crowd. Come, come on, crowd, do your thing. Come on. She says, she, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, and she touched his garment. She says, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Are you touching his clothes there? Woo! Immediately, immediately, didn't say next week. Didn't say next month. It says immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of affliction. How do you think she acted? How do you, when she felt that in her body, how do you think she, she, she did? Woo! Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Give him a big hand of applause. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for... I don't need that. It's okay. Thank you. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. And she had suffered many things from many physicians... And she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, you may be here today and you're not in a right relationship with Jesus. (laughs) I'm not sure this woman was. She was just reaching out for help. When she heard about Jesus she came behind him in the crowd and she touched his garment The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's none righteous no not one. But the Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. He said, well, I don't have a whole lot of faith. Well, the Bible says to every man there's been given a measure. That'd be to every woman too. There's been given a measure of faith. We've all got enough faith. You've got enough faith to sit in that chair right now and just assume it's not gonna fall apart and spill you out. You've got faith that when you get to your car, you're gonna turn on the ignition and the engine's gonna start. You've got faith today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Some of you have heard, as you've, you've been a part of this service of worship and of water baptism and celebration and of the Word of God being taught, faith has risen up inside you. And today's the day you need to say, I, I, I want to get in right relationship with God. I, I want to know Jesus Christ as my Savior. It, it may be that you've known the Lord. It may be that you've walked with the Lord. It may be that you've enjoyed sweet fellowship with the Lord, but something happened. You fell away for some reason. Maybe somebody did you wrong. Maybe somebody in the church disappointed you. Maybe a preacher or a pastor hurt you. Let me stand here on behalf of other pastors and just say, please, please forgive. Please forgive your pastor. Forgive me if I've hurt you. Forgive others. We didn't mean to, we're not trying to. Sometimes we judge other people by what they do, and we judge ourselves by our intentions. may be that you've gone through a divorce. It may be that you've had a financial failure. It may be that life has just collapsed around you. Maybe you've lost your health. Maybe, maybe your best friend has betrayed you, whatever it's been. has caused you to lose your first love. You'd say, today, Terrell, I want to recover my first love. Today, Terrell, I want to affirm that Jesus Christ is indeed my King and my Lord and my Savior. I want to know the joy of fellowship with Jesus. I want to know the joy of sin's forgiven. If that's you in any of those categories, just bow your heads right now, close your eyes. Nobody looking around, nobody talking. You say, Terrell, that's me. I want you to pray for me. Just slip your hands up and leave it up till I see it. All over this room, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Just leave, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Over here to my right. Yes, another, over here to my right again. Yes, thank you. Back here on the back. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, thank you. To the far left. Thank you. Yes, right here. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else in this house today? We're going to pray for those that are sick and suffering. Thank you. you put your hand down. Anybody else? We're going to pray for those that are sick and suffering as part of this service today. But. We'd be remiss if we didn't take care of this right now. I'm going to ask Pastor Zach to come and stand right here. If you just raised your hand, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to stand up, and I'm going to ask you to make your way down here. We're going to pray. Pastor Zach's going to pray a prayer with you, maybe a prayer of rededication, and maybe a prayer of first-time commitment. We're going to pray with you. And then Pastor Zach is going to lead you back in the back. We've got literature we want to give you. Come on. There's at least eight or nine of you that raised your hands. Come on. Everybody that Jesus called, he called publicly. Everybody Jesus called, he called publicly. Amen. Hallelujah. That's it. Let me just encourage you. That's it. Come on. 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 Thank you, Jesus. There are a few more of you. Let me just, just delay this just a second because you, you say, I'll, I'll do that another time. You don't know if you'll have another opportunity. You don't know if you'll have another day. Today is the day of salvation. Let me encourage you. Come on, come on, come on. Don't delay Jesus said, "If we confess him before men, that He'll confess us before the Father." Hallelujah. Pastor Zach's going to pray a prayer with you guys, I just want you to, to, to follow him as he prays. Thank you, Jesus. Saints be praying. Come on, just be praying for him right now. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Zach's going to take you right back here, and some more people are going to meet with you. They've got some literature they want to give you, and they're going to pray with you one more time while you're back there. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. 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 The angels of God are rejoicing. (laughs) There's more joy over one sinner, over one sinner that comes back to the Lord than over 99 righteous. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray for some people today. Good to see the Hercules back from Europe. Good to have you guys back. If you've been experiencing headaches, I want to pray for you. I believe God's going to heal you today. Anybody? Anybody at all? With the headaches? Right here, Connie. Come on down. Is that you, Matt? Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah, come on. Come on back. Come on. I'd like to pray for someone you've injured your left foot. I just had that impression as I was praying early this morning that I was to pray for somebody who's injured their left foot. Who is that? Who's got a left foot injury? Is that you? Pastor Tony. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. I like for, to pray for people who've got a right shoulder injury. Anybody got a right shoulder injury? Anybody at all? Yeah, right here. Is that you, Rick? Yeah. Rick, I'm sorry about your grandmother-in-law's passing. haven't got a chance to talk to you about it, but your, your right shoulder. Rotator cuff. Wow, rotator cuff. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you're sick, if you're suffering in your body, just make your way on down here. I'm going to ask the members of the altar team that are present to come and to help me. We're getting ready to sing. Church isn't quite over, but it will be in just a minute. Just hang in here with us. Saints begin praying. Saints begin praying.
0: We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7.00. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek him first in all of your life.